88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maggie Ho. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam accuses foreign countries of double standards for condemning last week's storming of the U.S. Congress while criticizing Hong Kong's national security law. A cybersecurity expert says it may be a good idea to use more than one instant messaging apps now that WhatsApp has made it clear it will share a host of data with Facebook. And the FBI is warning that armed armed protests are being planned across the United States ahead of the inauguration of Joe Biden as president next Wednesday. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has dismissed claims that the arrests of 55 pro-democracy figures under the national security law last week were meant to silence dissent, saying nobody is above the law. Vicky Wong reports. Speaking to reporters ahead of the weekly Exco meeting, Mrs Lam said she would not comment on the specifics of the case, but stressed that the national security law is local legislation, and this means it must be properly observed and enforced in the city. She also accused foreign countries of double standards for condemning last week's storming of the US Congress while criticising Hong Kong's national security law. When Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building, parallels were drawn to the storming of LegCo in July 2019 by anti-government protesters. Since June 2019, everybody has seen what has happened in Hong Kong. We have rampant violence and riots, uh, undermining the safety of Hong Kong people, properties and businesses. But some overseas uh, commentators or politicians were sort of condoning or encouraging this sort of activities under the guise of democracy. But when the same thing seemed to happen in their own country, they took, they immediately took a very different approach to condemn the violence. And some said that this was verging on sedition uh, in American society. The CE added that Hong Kong has a very distinguished judiciary and urged people to leave room for the courts to conduct their work impartially without interference. Mrs. Lam also said it wasn't the time to relax anti-epidemic measures. She said coronavirus numbers, while slowly declining, were fluctuating with cases in hospitals, elderly homes and construction sites. She urged people to avoid social gatherings and appeal for understanding for those stranded overseas due to travel bans. An infectious disease expert, meanwhile, warned that religious activities that attract big crowds during the Chinese New Year could be dangerous amid the pandemic, and the government needs to carefully consider whether to allow these events to go ahead. Dr. Joseph Zhang was referring to the traditional event on the eve of the New Year, where people compete to be the first to make offerings to the gods at Wang Tai Sin Temple, as well as any visits to Che Kung Temple on the second day of Chinese New Year. There are reports that the government is in discussions with the organizers about cancelling these events or moving them online to reduce infection risks. Dr. Zhang told an RTHK program that these events might lead to outbreaks if they are not handled properly. A cybersecurity expert says people should avoid sending sensitive personal data like photos of information of passports or ID cards via WhatsApp after the messaging app announced a privacy policy change. Wendy Wong reports. Anthony Lai made a comment after WhatsApp announced it will soon change its policy and will start sharing a host of data with its parent company, Facebook. Those who do not agree with the new terms will no longer be able to use the app. 
Mr. Lai said it's probably a good idea to use more than one testing app to reduce the risk of privacy infringement, adding users should also avoid uploading their personal information onto any third-party servers. A large number of WhatsApp users are moving to other instant messaging apps like Signal and Telegram, with some saying they will stop using Facebook as well. The FBI has warned that armed protests are being planned across the United States ahead of the inauguration of Joe Biden as president on January the 20th. A huge security operation is being put into place to prevent any repeat of last week's assault on Congress by Trump supporters. The BBC's Barbara Pledasha has the details. Normally, the Secret Service closes a large swathe of downtown Washington the day before an inauguration. But now, that's set to happen on Wednesday, six days earlier than originally planned. 10,000 National Guard troops are expected by the weekend and will work with other city and federal forces through a joint command center. But the man who was supposed to coordinate it, the head of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, has unexpectedly resigned, adding further to the sense of emergency. The mayor of Washington, Muriel Bowser, meanwhile, said the inauguration was taking place in challenging circumstances. I sent a letter requesting that the president declare a pre-emergency disaster for the District of Columbia. This is necessary because the inauguration poses several unprecedented challenges, the COVID-19 pandemic and, of course, the domestic terror attack on the United States Capitol. The president-elect Joe Biden said he had no concerns about the inauguration itself. I'm not afraid of taking the oath outside, but I am. Uh, I think it's critically important that there be a real serious focus on holding those folks who engage in sedition and threaten people's lives, deface public property, cause great damage, that they be held accountable. Democrats in the U.S. House of Representatives have introduced a resolution to impeach President Trump with a single charge of incitement of insurrection for his role in the attack on the Capitol last week. The Democrats are also demanding that the Vice President, Mike Pence, invoke the 25th Amendment of the Constitution to remove Mr. Trump from office. The Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, said President Trump represented an imminent threat to the country and must be removed immediately, a sentiment echoed by the Democrat, Democratic Congresswoman, Madeleine Dinn. We know that America is shocked and dismayed by what has happened, that the President of the United States incited insurrection. By that, I mean incited a storming and a takeover, attempted takeover of the Capitol. We must act with urgency. I call upon the Senate Republicans to say, absolutely, we have a constitutional duty here. We must complete this. He should be tried and convicted. More major American companies are announcing changes to their approaches to political funding in response to the storming of the U.S. Capitol. The credit card company American Express and the hotel chain Marriott have both said they'll pull donations to Republican lawmakers who voted against the certification of Joe Biden as president. And U.S. media are reporting that Facebook and Microsoft plan to freeze all political spending. Here's the BBC's Michelle Fleury. You've got this desire from corporate America right now for accountability. 
Some of it is directed immediately at the president. We saw that with uh, two out of the four major golfing championships saying they weren't going to use the Trump organization's golf resorts. Uh, then you've got the sort of attempt to try and penalize lawmakers who supported or who cast doubt over Joe Biden's election win. Uh, and then you've got other companies who are simply reassessing completely all political donations. The World Health Organization has warned that population or herd immunity to the coronavirus won't be achieved this year, despite the rollout of mass vaccination programs. Many rich countries have begun inoculation programs, but, but most poorer ones have not. The WHO's senior advisor, Bruce Aylward, said it had, it had its own program to bring vaccines to less wealthy countries. We expect and we have strong confidence that we should be able to be vaccinating in February in these countries, and we're doing everything possible to make sure in as many countries as possible, but we cannot do that on our own. We require the cooperation of our financiers, and we require the cooperation of those key suppliers to make sure that we have the necessary data to ensure these vaccines meet all of the criteria necessary. The president of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, has announced his land borders will be closed to most travelers until February the 15th in an effort to slow the spread of the coronavirus. He said there had been nearly 190,000 infections since New Year's Day and more than 15,000 people had been admitted to hospital. He was speaking in a televised address. It is vital that we each become even more cautious about the places that we go to and the number of people that we interact with. We must not let up on any of the health protocols that we've been talking about since March of last year and the health protocols that we've been observing. San Diego Zoo in California says several of its gorillas have tested positive for COVID-19. The California governor, Gavin Newsom, said the source of the infection was still being investigated. It's the first reported case of non-human primates having coronavirus in the U.S. The zoo's executive director is Lisa Peterson. They're doing okay. They're experiencing some mild symptoms and we continue to observe them, but they're drinking, they're eating, and they're interacting with one another. We suspect that the gorillas got this virus from an asymptomatic team member. We follow CDC guidelines, we follow San Diego County health guidelines. The team wears PPE around all of our wildlife. And even with all those precautions, we still have an exposure that we think happened with that team member. Rescue workers have been sent to a gold mine in Shantung province after 22 workers were trapped underground following an expulsion. Explosion. Xinhua News Agency reported that since the accident happened on Sunday afternoon in Xichang town, no one's been able to contact the miners because the blast damaged the community's communications equipment. Now to sports, here's Atom Zheng. We start with football. The English Premier League side West Ham United are through to the fourth round of the FA Cup after struggling to a 1-0 win at 5th tier Stockport County. The BBC's Ian Dennis was at the game. There's a fist bump between the two managers and certainly it has been a contest that West Ham United have had to dig deep to find their way through to the fourth round and a home tie with Doncaster Rovers. But a late goal from Dawson was the telling blow in the rain and the mud. 
as here at Edgeley Park, that late goal from Craig Dawson sees the Premier League side through. The standout fourth-round tie features Manchester United at home to the Premier League leaders Liverpool. Manchester City visit fourth-tier Cheltenham Town. Wolves go to Chorley, the only non-league team left in the competition. Fourth-tier Crawley, who thrashed Leeds 3-0, travel to Bournemouth. Tottenham play Wickham, while the holders Arsenal visit either Southampton or the third-tier side Shrewsbury Town. In other football news, Phil Neville is leaving his England job to join his former teammate David Beckham in Major League Soccer. The BBC's Andy Barwell reports. England women's manager Phil Neville is set to become the new boss of David Beckham's Inter Miami in Major League Soccer in the United States. Well, Neville became England boss of the national women's team in January 2018. His contract was due to end in July. He was also set to take charge of Great Britain's women's football team at the Tokyo Olympics in the same month. But Neville will now join his friend and former Manchester United teammate Beckham at his MLS franchise, which sacked manager Diego Alonso last week after a poor first season. European rugby union organizers have confirmed that both the Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup competitions have been temporarily suspended. English Premiership Rugby said they won't be playing games over the next two weekends to try to fill the gaps in the schedule. The BBC's Chris Jones has more details. Well, once the French government had told its clubs not to play in Europe this month, organisers EPCR say they had no choice but to temporarily suspend the Champions and Challenge Cups. EPCR do insist they plan to resume and finish the tournaments at a later date, while news is expected soon over whether the Premiership will stage games this weekend instead, as was called for by a number of club bosses over the weekend. Meanwhile, what the French stance means for the Six Nations is also unclear, although at this stage that remains scheduled to to start on the 6th of February. The NFL's Philadelphia Eagles have sacked head coach Doug Peterson less than three years after he guided them to a Super Bowl title when they defeated the New England Patriots in 2018. The Eagles won just four of 16 games this season. And that's your look at sports. Now a quick look at finance. A moment ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,007 points. That's 99 points up the previous close. Turnover was $96.8 billion. Two currencies a while ago, the U.S. dollar was trading at 104.3 yen, 30 yen. The euro stood at 1 U.S. dollar and 21 cents, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 48 cents. To end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive Carrie Lam accuses foreign countries of double standards for condemning last week's storming of the U.S. Congress while criticizing Hong Kong's national security law. A cybersecurity expert says it may be a good idea to use more than one instant messaging apps now that WhatsApp has made clear it will share a host of data with Facebook. And the FBI is warning that armed Protests are being planned across the United States ahead of the inauguration of Joe Biden as president next Wednesday. The news from RTHK. For a safe and healthy living environment, owners should not alter the drainage systems of buildings on their own. They must ensure proper maintenance of drainage pipes and should appoint qualified professionals or contractors for regular inspection and arrange early repair if seepage or defects are found. They may apply for loans or subsidies from the Buildings Department and the Urban Renewal Authority. Visit bd.gov.hk for details.
Amid the epidemic, thanks to all for being self-disciplined to protect yourselves and others. Thanks for keeping up personal and environmental hygiene and contributing to fighting the virus. We must take further steps. Keep track of your whereabouts. If you are sick, don't go to work or school. See the doctor and get tested promptly. We will prevail over the epidemic. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. Fight, Fight the, the virus. virus. Stay, Stay vigilant. vigilant. Afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the twelfth of January is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. 
and we have quite a busy show for you. In about 10 minutes or so, we'll be talking about moving away from the consumerist mindset with Karis Powell. Now, Karis is the founder of a Facebook-based group called Buy Nothing Llama. And uh, we hope to also bring you that interview on Facebook as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. And after the 2 o'clock news, we'll be catching up with food and drink reporter Andrew Dembina for this week's edition of Global Food News Update. And we want to hear from you as well. Feel free to get in touch with us. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk.